Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a post. Well, he always, you know, he was a dog back, you know, uh, last year. But this year, you know, you can see he matured a little bit and with everything, his technique and everything. So, you know, he be on the lookout for passing for so. Back inside, black and gold, Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. And that was corner Marshawn Lattimore, who I like to call the wide receiver eraser. I think he, uh, he only was thrown at about four times during these joint practices by the Packers quarter, uh, quarterbacks. And that may, meant that Paulson Adebo sure got a lot of attention and he protected his side of the field well. Really think he only gave up a few contested catches. No interceptions for him. I know that the Cajun Cannon, that's his biggest knock. He wants to see more of the INTs instead of the PBUs. But I, I love what Adebo has been doing all camp. You, saw, you heard Lattimore talk about it. He's got that dog in him. And just that maturity heading into year two has been so evident. He's got that confidence. And along with uh, Roby, the, the Saints have such a lethal trio of, of corners that they can use anywhere. Roby. Yeah, and it is interesting because you have Marshawn, who I think most quarterbacks in the NFL will be like, yeah, I'm not throwing at that guy. And he's going to take away your top receiver. But at what point? Does throwing at Paulson not become not not like present itself as a viable option? Because I think that there is a point where it, where it makes more sense to try to throw at Marshawn, just because of the way the way that Paulson is dominating his reps, right? Because at least if you're throwing at Marshawn, you're throwing to your best receiver. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Paulson is dominating your your wide receiver too, the way that he's going to dominate a lot of teams, and you know, not not. Most teams don't have Jarvis Landry as their wide receiver too, right? So <laughs> if you're talking about the like the Raiders with you know Devontae Adams, you'd rather throw at Devontae Adams, even if he's getting covered by Marshawn Lattimore, than whoever is on the other side getting blanketed by Paulson Adebo. So I there's a there's an interesting line. I think Marshawn's interception total was uh two and a half, the over-under. And I I think like that's a sneaky good bet to pick the over because I think we're gonna get into a situation this year where 
you know, that's a tough under to hit because a lot of times you're not throwing at him. But if Paulson is locking down the other side, Marshawn might rack up interceptions because he's getting the opportunity for him and he's not going to have a broken hand this year. I just think it's really fascinating how that, how that kind of cornerback depth chart is going to operate. And, you know, this is another thing Mickey talked about in his interview was, you know, going against Aaron Rodgers uh, at any point, you know, you're not going to, there's value here in these practices that you won't even get in the game because I would be stunned if Aaron Rodgers plays in that game, but he's getting a chance to go against Aaron Rodgers, who he actually picked off in his first career start way back in week one of last year. And I think that those reps are so valuable because you don't get those until the regular season, but they're getting them in practice. Yeah. And the communication that I thought might be an issue in the secondary this year, just because you're dealing with two new starting safeties as well, has not been evident. Uh, You you didn't see really any uh, busted coverages kind of in, in these joint sessions and I don't think there was any real issues with that, even in the preseason game against Houston. So the the secondary looks really tight. We talk about all the talent that's there. I I, I don't know what opposing teams are going to do. Honestly, you you really have you know quote unquote pick your poison. We didn't even mention C.J. Gardner Johnson, the best slot corner in the NFL, self proclaimed. <laughs> self-proclaimed that's important quote yes. unquote the best slot corner in the nfl it's not not me saying it it's him but yeah no and i think you're gonna see teams try to run the ball <laughs> yeah good and luck with that too teams to run it you're in good shape because they're not gonna run it because they want to run it they're running it because they have to run it uh and if you're a team that can't run the ball then that's it's not gonna be great for you but okay moving on from paulson to the other guy who dennis allen has proclaimed is having the best camp of his career and uh, here's here's what Dennis had to say on that uh, today. Explosive, practicing hard, um, being a leader, helping the young guys. Um, I've seen all those all those characteristics. Um, you know, there's some plays that nobody pays attention to where we're throwing the ball on the opposite side of the field, and I see him burst and go. Um, developing that habit because he may be the one that springs the block to. Um, you know, spring the ball carrier. Those are things that we ask our guys to do. Um, and look, when Alvin Kamara is doing it, it's pretty easy to demand it out of everybody else. Um, and I see those characteristics out of him. Alvin Kamara, man of the people, doing all the dirty work. And, and yeah, I think that Alvin might be the most under the radar, legit star in the NFL. You know, I saw a tweet like talking about talking about Christian McCaffrey, you know, how he's the only running back in NFL history to average 50 yards rushing and 50 yards receiving. Yeah. Well, if you count like the what 23 zeros he's put up in the games, he missed the last two years. Yeah. It looks a little different, but you know, and that's, but I think Alvin and and Christian are very similar players, but like we've just see Alvin do his thing year in, year out. No one ever talks about him. um, At least not from a national level. You would think he's just this kind of ho-hum running back, but he's not, he is a superstar. Um, who who does all the all the right things in practice, you know, not necessarily at 4 a.m. at nightclubs, but in practice, he is he is a guy to to follow. We haven't talked to him yet either, which is disappointing. I, no, I really that, enjoy that, talking to Alvin. We haven't talked to him yet this offseason. That's definitely something I've mentioned that I know to you, the fact that, you know, I, I think the Saints should put him in front of the media. But I guess if you don't have to, why, why do it? But just he's going to come and get asked about the Las Vegas incident and to me, all you have to say, it's an ongoing case that's still 
you know, uh, in litigation, and I can't, I have nothing to say about that. It's a, con- you know, continuing investigation. Right. What would happen is he would go up there, he would get asked once, okay, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. He would say, I can't talk about it. Someone would ask, okay, has it been kind of weird trying to focus at times? And he would say, no, it's business as usual. And then, it, you know, you might get one more kind of tertiary question. And then it would be about football. And we wouldn't talk about it again until there was another update. Yeah, um, he'd probably say, you've been at practice. What do you say? You, you think it's right. been affecting me? Right. And he would, it, 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 you know, it honestly might be like a lawyer thing. Like his, maybe his lawyer said, just stop talking. Um, and, and, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, uh, you know, if your lawyer tells you to do something, you should do it. You know, you're paying him for a reason. So maybe that's the case. But either way, uh, it, it is a bummer because I, I really feel like we get very good insight into what is happening with the Saints, particularly in the running back room from Alvin, because he's always been a guy that gives you very, you know, matter of fact answers, very straightforward answers. He's not dancing around subjects to a fault at times. Um, but like, that's why he's won the media award the last two years in a row. Um, like a lot of goes that guys will go up there and kind of like spew platitudes of like this and that. It's like, you've, you've heard the exact same quote 20 different times. You don't need any again, but we have not gotten that from Alvin this year, but I do think it's, it's very telling of a new head coach to go out of his way to praise him like that. Right. It's not, it's not like a contract year. You're like, you're saying right. you're trying to trying to prove something that uh, the team is, is committed and trying to keep him around and, and, you know, brown nosing or whatever you want to call it. But if you don't even know football, you can come out to a Saints practice. And I'm, I'm pretty sure immediately you'd be like, who's that guy? Because of just the talent and ability he has stands out uh, above everybody else easily. Right. If you'd never watched a football game in your life and you just watched the Saints practice and you just said you saw like everyone touched a ball. And then, like, you you would be like, that guy's different. <laughs> like, right. that guy does not move the same way as everybody else. He is a different type of beast. And and that's, you know, hopefully we don't have to deal with the suspension this year. I think down the road at some point, there's going to be an Alvin Kamara suspension. But I think there is a lot of value added by not having it this year. Um, first year of Dennis Allen's coaching tenure. So, like, if, they're, like you're, if, if you have to serve it at some point, like, if you can push that to next year. Because I think that this season specifically – there's a lot on the line in terms of how you f- kind of structure the next four or five years of this, of this franchise. And a lot of that's going to come down to whether you think you can win with Jameis Winston. So you really want to see a full season of Jameis and Alvin, or at least as close to it as possible. There's always some kind of injury adjustment you have to bake in at the running back position. So hopefully he can avoid uh, that discipline for this year. Uh, but, it, but because you're doing that, because that's kind of there, it is going to be hanging over the entire season, and Constantly, it is something right. that you're going to have to plan for. Um, I will say a little bit concerning is what happens if we finally do get the ball rolling on this case. There is a decision, and then we have to worry about the end of season of not having Alvin Kamara. I mean, how, how far can they kick this down the road and delay this case? Right. That's the nightmare scenario where you delay it, you delay it, you delay it. And then all of a sudden week 16 and it's like, and it's like, Oh, it's suspended for the playoffs, which I don't even know. I don't know if you're suspended in the regular season. Does that count in the playoffs? I'd have to check that. I would think you wouldn't be able to just come be able to to play in the the postseason. You would think, but that would also be like par for the course of like NFL discipline, not making any sense because it's also like stats that happen in the postseason don't count, you know, that sort of thing. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's the case. 
But all right, we have one more bit of sound that I want to get to, which who would have guessed we would have heard from Michael Thomas twice this off this training camp, right? And, and not James Alvin Kamara once. Well, yeah, Alvin Kamara, which we established, but we've only talked to Jameis once, right. which is bonkers to me. He was um, he was going to talk after today, but something came up where he wasn't he's not talking he wasn't talking today. Also, we were supposed to get Cam Jordan, and they ended up blowing him off as well. Foot, foot. Anytime someone doesn't talk for now, I'm just gonna be like, oh, foot, foot. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay. But no, it's going to be Michael Thomas. And here's what he had to say about kind of getting back and getting ready for week one, which Dennis Allen pretty much said straight up. He's going to be ready week one, which is the first time we've heard a definitive like, guys, it's going to happen from him. He's He's been very cagey all offseason about not only Michael Thomas, but everybody. He doesn't want to put time on anything. He always says that. But he came out and was like, when the ball kicks off for real, this dude's going to be ready. And like, that's very encouraging to hear. And here's Mike kind of kind of hitting on that same subject. Yes, sir. Uh, I trust Dennis. I trust his plan that he has for me. And, um, you know, I'm here to just take coaching and, and find out the things that I can improve on from here until week one and maximize the opportunity of improving those and becoming a better player before we even get to week one. So just every day is another day to come out here, compete, fine tune our craft and, uh, and, um, you know, me coach at that point, if he's, if he's ex- clearly, he's expecting me to be ready week one. So I'll have to be ready week one. You know, I will say about Thomas to, uh, and his speaking the second time, the first time we got him was back when he was first uh, came off the PUP list for the Saints. Today, the body language seemed a little different. He, I mean, not as standoffish, a little looser. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking that it's all a positive with his recovery. We've heard the word ramp up. And I think the Saints really have done a phenomenal job with all their players and, and not pushing anyone back or getting them back too soon. And that was a big one, too, hearing how he trusts head coach Dennis Allen, obviously, because things went a little sour there at the end with Sean Payton. And you just had to worry. It, it, was, it was a lot of people were talking. Are we ever going to see Michael Thomas play for the Saints again kind of thing? Yeah, and I think, you know, with Mike, I'm sure the difference is, you know, that first press conference, he knew he was going to get a lot of questions that were kind of pointed um, that he might, you know, he had to answer specific ways because things had gone badly. And, and like he, like just in terms of health and, you know, he's as frustrated as anyone that it took him this long to get back on the field. But if you had to script a way that this training camp could have gone for him in terms of health, in terms of zero setbacks, you know, only like two rest days, I think, maybe three, he got it, right? So, a you know, I'm not surprised. Sure. He seems to be in a more uh, amicable mood, affable mood, because I would be too. Because he he's a guy who has been struggling for a year and a half to get back on the field, and now he's back on the field, and he has his head coach kind of gassing him up about his own health, and that's got to be a good feeling for him. Yeah, and I know coming back too, you got a nice veteran aside you with, with Jarvis Landry, the another Ohio State Buckeye, and Chris Olave, who – he, he had a phenomenal 
uh, week here in Green Bay leading up to this preseason game. Dennis Allen also really gave credit to him saying, you know, you're seeing that speed from him, that that element, and also his route running. Obviously, that all those things we talked about in the draft process, you're, you're really seeing him becoming more of a factor and this offense, and that's exciting too. Just got to get Jameis back in the mix to start uh, building more of that connection. I would like to see at least one series of Jameis and Mike, just so I can say I've seen them complete a pass to each other in a, in a game, right? Yeah. So I was actually going through my Twitter last night, just kind of like thumbing through some videos. And one of the videos that popped up was uh, Drew Brees against the Jets in the preseason a couple of years ago. And he completed a nice pass over the top to Mike Thomas. And the guy on the coverage was uh, Marcus May. <laughs> hey, what do you know? No, so, hey, it's it all it's all kismet. It's all coming back around. Yeah, and, and, but May's a guy. I, like, like I said, he's been phenomenal in Green Bay. He had a pick of Aaron Rodgers today, and uh, I'm just excited to see this whole unit meshing more together. Uh, they seem to be getting even more and more in tune, I guess, as as we're getting uh, closer to the regular season, which they should be, but. Yeah, the, the, the combination of May, Matthew, and even uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson you could throw in with that, that safety mix at times is just going to cause so many issues uh, along, along with the cornerback group. I, I, don't, I don't know how much this passing, this passing defense is going to be pretty, leg- pretty intense and legit, especially with that front bringing the pressure that we're expecting. The only, the only question on defense for me is who's going to be opposite of Demario Davis and you know with with Werner out Dennis Allen the first name that really popped into his head and he said that uh we he, he mentioned uh what's his uh Idaho Caden Ellis thank you You're Dennis welcome. Allen mentioned Caden Ellis as really standing out and being more of a guy that's showed showed up in coverage as well with his his run stopping abilities so I'm assuming like if we were going to get into game one tomorrow, you would see Caden Ellis alongside Demario Davis because of the questions at linebacker right now uh, with, with Werner, which is unfortunate because he was getting so much hype heading into year two. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking about, so uh, the Saints linebacker core, you've got a lot of the, uh, a lot of the North covered. You have uh, Chase Hansen out of Utah. You have Caden Ellis out of Idaho and you have, Andrew Dow out of Michigan. A lot of a lot of cold people. That's all I can say. A lot of salt going on. A lot of salt on the roads. That's all. That's all I had. That was that was the take. That was it. We're really scra- got, scraping the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> you gotta appreciate you gotta appreciate those those cold weather linebackers, I guess. And you know what? Uh, wait, 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 I forgot. Zach Bond was Wisconsin. <laughs> Mr. Wisconsin, right, exactly. And he said yesterday, Wisconsin, very underrated state. And I don't and know if then, it's true, but you would know better than I would. Yeah, I think I've, I've been enjoying the weather, but I, I definitely don't want to live here. Even I mean, it might be nice to visit in the summertime kind of thing, but way too it's small towny for me. It's summer right now. Right. Right now is great to visit, but I don't really want to stick around too much longer. No, you come down here in the winter and you go up there in the summer. That's the deal. Sure. Unless you're cheap like me and you go up in the winter because it's, you know, that's when everyone's trying to escape. We're on radio, so we're, we're cheap by because we have to be. By necessity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll wrap up this segment there. You're listening to Inside Black and Gold. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. And we're going to be getting into our spotlight players for Friday night's matchup 
against the Packers, the team that we know almost way too much about at this point. And uh, stick around for that. <laughs> 